Hi, my name is Andy Ely. I'm a senior funeral director with G Seller Independent Funeral Directors, and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're all well aware there's lots and lots of different misconceptions, taboos, myths around what goes on behind the scenes within the funeral profession. So we decided to put together this series of podcasts to try and dispel some of those myths um, and answer any questions that you have. So please do like, share and subscribe and send those questions. Send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we will do our absolute best to answer them for you. It genuinely is our family caring for your family. Now this episode we're going to be talking about children and young people's understanding of death and passing away. So I'm joined by um, my co- uh, my colleague, sorry, Tracy. Uh, welcome back. I've seen you before, haven't I, Tracy? Yeah. We, got, we, did, we did mention that grief is perhaps uh, a huge subject that would be a series of podcasts. So yeah. welcome back for this one. Thank you. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So children and um, a young person's understanding of death, Tracy. So, I mean, at what age would a child perhaps begin to understand about bereavement, death, passing away? What? Okay. Sort of age. Well, all children, no matter what the age, grieve. Even if they're little babies and they don't, they would miss the person that has passed away. Okay. It's mum or dad. Um, but their understanding can be very different depending on their age. Okay. Um, children tr- struggle to define like a concept of somebody has gone forever in very early years. But that's really why it's important to be absolutely factually honest with children no matter how young they are if they're asking questions okay so not sort of talking to children and saying things like um I know, granddad's gone to sleep or granddad's lost because a small child will interpret that as well where have we lost them can we find them okay or it can also you can if you say gone to sleep that can cause really big problems with child being scared to go to sleep yeah, okay. that they won't wake up so factual honesty at all ages that's right through from very little children through to teenagers and older that need just think about what we need as adults we like to know what's going on and yeah. it's the same for children so, honesty is always the best policy yeah. that was going to be one of my questions i think you've, yeah. you've answered it there yeah. um so in, in terms of a funeral I mean, can, can a child attend a funeral would you advise a child? How would you handle that situation? Okay, well, if a child's old enough to understand the concept of death, then generally they're old enough to be given the choice if they want to attend. But the key part of that is to demystify what a funeral is, because we use that word, mm-hmm. but actually... What is it? You know, if you don't explain it to a, to a small child, how do they, they don't necessarily know what it is, and they'll make up all sorts of different fantasies about what it might be so in the instance say if it was say if it was daddy that passed away mm-hmm. so say something like um well a funeral is um a, a gathering that we're going to have to say goodbye to daddy and at this gathering there'll be lots of daddy's friends and family and some of them might be very sad and some will be crying mm-hmm. so it's explaining that all these emotions will be there for the child and that there'll be some there might be songs or hymns and people will stand up and say things about Daddy and show, share their memories. And kind of at that point, it's about sort of saying to the child, do you want to write something to read out at the funeral? Or do you want to write something that somebody else can read out for you? Do you want to say goodbye to Daddy at the funeral? And then from a visual perspective, it's also really important to explain that Daddy will be in a special box called a coffin. Okay. And that 
after the funeral, the coffin will either be put in the ground or it will be daddy's body and the coffin will be turned to ash and that's called a cremation. So it's kind of, it sounds like, I think some parents can feel a little bit scared to say those words, mm. but actually if you tell a child the truth of what's happening in very age appropriate ways, then, and they, they might just go off and not say anything to you, but then they might come back a bit later and just say, you know, what does that mean? Or if they ask another question, always say to them, what do you think that means? And then if they're thinking wrongly, you can correct the wrong thinking. Okay. But I guess the thing about it is that a lot of, say in the instance if it was dad that died and mum was left with the children. Yeah. Mum won't be in a great state at that time. No, they probably not can't too. cope. Yeah. So that's where kind of bereavement support counselling can come in really useful because not only would it be supporting mum, it would also be, we also use it to strategise how she can talk to the children and um, help them with their grief as well. Okay. So it's kind of a dual process in that sense. And if mum needs to be the best for herself to in order to support the children as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. Um, I mean, we, we quite often, uh, as the funeral director arranging, we, we quite often get asked, I mean, should a child attend a funeral service. Uh, and I've had, um, so what you're saying about the open and honesty there, I've had people ask me if, if, if the child can perhaps meet me beforehand. Mm, yeah. um, and sometimes we advise maybe to try and be involved in part of that, that funeral service, perhaps drawing a picture, placing it with, with, with daddy. Yeah. Um, just trying to be involved. So I think, um, I think they're all policies and, and approaches that work really well. Yeah, help. and actually meeting people like yourself, it's that's demystifying it for the child as well. And they come into the and they'll, and they'll come into and, yeah. the funeral and they'll see you there, and that, that it's a face they recognise that yeah. they know is someone that's looking after everything. So, so yeah. we would say to the, uh, the, the the family that we're looking after that they know their children, they know what they can perhaps handle. Absolutely. But this is from a funeral director perspective mm. rather than bereavement counselling. Yeah. I mean I've had children in the past that perhaps been quite understandably really incredibly upset mm. on, on a funeral service. So I've tried to involve them like you know we, we carry the top hats, I've actually given the top hat to the child and say you know you help me with my role and then they feel actively involved in it. Yeah. But I do like the open and honest that, that, you, um, that you do there. Mm. So how do you help the child perhaps cope with a loss? Okay well um just the same as with adults, all children grieve differently. Yeah. Um, but they can be very much more bouncing through the oscillation process, and I think we spoke about yeah, that we did, in the yeah. first episode, yeah. didn't we? That, um, so that one minute they can be in floods of tears and saying they really miss Daddy and they don't want to go to school and they don't want to do anything. And then two minutes later they'll be asking you, what, what's for dinner? And that can leave parents really kind of like, I don't know if they're grieving, I don't know mm. what's going on. It's like, and a bit thrown by everything that's happening but it's almost like you've got to let your child just do that let them bounce in and out because okay. just if you think about what we as adults need we need factual information we need um, to know that someone's there for us if we want to talk then we need to know that we can still do normal things we 
we all crave normality in times of grief because it's a chaotic time. So again, a way of helping children is to let them carry on doing all the things they would normally do. So okay. if you want to go, encourage them to go to school, because school will provide a structure for them. Yeah. And also um, things like, you know, if they go to football club or they go swimming or whatever they do, and, and playing with friends and things like that. All the normal things that, are in the, that were in their lives before, because home life might be quite chaotic. Mm, so okay. actually going out and doing all those things will help them. But it's, it, I guess it's the quiet times, like um, story time before bed and things like that. Okay, yeah. To just have a little bit and just check in and see, you know, how are you? How are you, are you thinking about daddy? You know, what's going on? That kind of thing. And I think the only thing I'd say with all this, again, I'm going back to like support for the parent because um, parents got to be strong enough to be able to do that with the child. But it's also them allowing other family members to be that support for the children as well. So it's kind of, it, it does become a family thing to do, to support a child. In yeah, that absolutely. I mean, how, how can the, the child be affected? I mean, what sort of, I mean, what, yeah, how are they affected? What, what happens? Well, it, like I said, the, a lot of times children can just be bouncing around like nothing's happened. Yeah. But it... It's worth checking in with school because quite often children will hold it all in. Even there's home. a change of behaviour. It can come out at school yeah. in things like um, either you know sort of disengaging with classes and not concentrating. It can turn children that were previously very conscientious into little troublemakers that are yeah. you know kind of like messing about or even can create some bullying behaviour or withdraw, but just what it's worth seeing if there's been changes at school because you might not always see it at home as well okay. and children will can, you can actually see a lot of what's going on with children through through play through just watching them because they might okay. act out um death scenes with their dolls okay yeah um or if they're if they're on their playstation or something they'll be like getting overly angry or something like that and that's all if you think about all the the stages of grief that we go through as adults. Yeah. It's the same, but it comes out more kind of, I guess, spikily kind of here and there. A bit and more then, sort of amplified, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. Okay. And then kind of, you know, but then times when they just seem like absolutely nothing's wrong at all. Wow. But also because it does affect children. If, if, they, if a parent dies, say, when they're about five or six, mm -hmm. that's going to affect them at every key stage. So through, like, if you think about going to high school, think about um, doing the GCSEs, A-levels right up into adulthood, there will be the fact that daddy's not there. So it's, it's very much, just like grief is an ongoing going process for adults, it definitely is for children, in that sense. Well, there's lots to sort of try and pay attention to, isn't there? There is, yeah. So I'm going to, just uh, very similar to a previous question, um, around a, a child perhaps attending a funeral service. So we uh, at G-Seller, we, ha we have a book that's specifically aimed for children and, and sort of the part of their process, you know, compile um, images perhaps, and write stories and memories, um, photographs in a little kind of memory book, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts if a child asks if they can come and see in the Chapel of Rest, come and visit perhaps daddy or, or granddad or, or grandma? What, what, would you, what would you think there? Well, again, if the child's old enough to understand the concept of death, yeah. then yes, but again, with information. So explain. So it's inform all the time. It's like 
explain to the child what what it's going to be, you know, how they're going to come in and, and what what will be happening when they come and see them in the chapel of rest. And again, it's about choice. Some children will say they don't want to once mm. they know. Um, and same with the funeral, you know, but it's actually giving the child the choice. Okay. And with all of those things all the way along, if they're given the choice, it will be better for them in the long run because what I've found with working with children and bereavement a lot is that if they're not given the choice, they start to, as they get older and they realise they weren't allowed to go to the funeral, mm. they weren't allowed to go and visit uh, dad in the chapel of rest, They'll, they start to like get, become resentful and angry towards the surviving parent yeah. because they weren't given the choice to do that. Okay. And, and, you know, teenage years are challenging ones at the best of times. Yeah. So um, it just adds to that and can cause quite a lot of issues as the children get older when they feel that they haven't had the proper way to say goodbye to their parent. Yeah. Be open and honest. Yeah. Tracy, thank you. Um, I think, again, we're still just touching the tip we of the are. iceberg. Yeah. Such a huge subject. Um, so that draws us to a, a close of, of today's episode. So please do like, share and um, subscribe. Um, any questions that you have, um, email them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk. Um, Tracy, we will see you soon um, and we'll see you next time.